Hey guys, when it comes to property investing, it's really essential to conduct really thorough due diligence before making any investment decisions. Um, this means like researching the property's history, market conditions, potential risks to ensure that you're actually making an informed decision. But why is due diligence so important? It's because without it, you run the risk of investing in a property that's not a good fit for your goals or carries more risk than you're actually comfortable with. And this can lead to like financial losses and setbacks, which you could have avoided if you had just done proper research. As someone in property investing with more than a decade of experience now, like I'm trying in this episode to help you navigate the due diligence process and make informed um, investment decisions. Like so with the right approach, due diligence actually can be immensely valuable, like a really valuable tool for you. It can help you, like I said, avoid really costly mistakes and make so you can make informed decisions that lead to well, I mean, ultimately long term financial success, which is why we're doing all this. Right. So in this episode, we'll go through two things. The first thing is actually how to invest in property for the beginners. This is I'm going to cover the biggest property mistake that I'm seeing so many people make right now, whether they're new or experienced. And in the second half of the episode, we'll be going through basically how to spot a property scam, like how to actually find a company that's trustworthy. You know, I'm sure there's so many of you that follow me, but maybe you don't vibe with me enough to actually, you know, work with me. And that's completely fine. So in the second half of this episode, I'll try to teach you how to actually find a company that you vibe with and how to do your due diligence on them. So hopefully both of the parts give you some immense value. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. All right, so how to actually invest in property for beginners. Please, please, please don't make this mistake. So I'll be going through the biggest mistake I'm seeing new and experienced investors make, which is really costing them both time and money. Here we go. Almost 10 out of 10 um, investors that I'm talking to these days or, or whenever, they're st still making this mistake of thinking that the property that they select does the hard work, okay? That the property that they select is what does the hard work when it comes to cash flow and when it comes to capital growth, right? And what people are still doing is they're saying that I want to become a property investor or I want to buy my second property or my third property. Okay, I already know the three suburbs that are next door to my suburb and I'm gonna go on domain, I'm gonna go on realestate.com and I'm just gonna understand the suburb. I'm gonna follow it for six months, I'm gonna follow it for nine months 
and after that time I'll get a sense of what the suburb is all about and then I can find uh, a really good deal or otherwise. That's, that's not how it works, guys. That's really not how it works. And the reason is because the suburb does the heavy lifting, not the property, okay? The suburb in a buy and hold strategy does the heavy lifting. So yes, you can find the, the three suburbs that are close to you. And yes, you can research them to the cows come home. And yes, by the end of a year, you'll probably know every single house that's in that suburb or those suburbs. But that's not the best way to go about investing because those suburbs may not be the best ones to, to invest in. In fact, it's very, very unlikely that your backyard has the best suburb for you to invest in. Okay, so I'm, I'm sounding a bit like a broken record, but please, 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 when you think about, look, I want to start my property journey, I want to start my investing journey, don't just default to those areas that you already know. Most of the heavy lifting when it comes to capital growth and most of your wealth in property is dictated or created by the suburb that you pick, okay? And there's 15,000 suburbs in Australia. So if you're just thinking about, I live in West Melbourne and I know a few suburbs around here, I just want to get a foot in the door, you know what, PK, I don't, I don't need to find the perfect property, I just want to get started, I just want to get started, and you buy one in the suburb that you already know, well, you have got started, you know, definitely, there's no doubt about that, but you've not got started in the right way, and chances are that that suburb won't increase in value, chances are that you may have bought a cash flow positive property, but you may have been able to get a better cash flow positive property, right? It's just limiting your universe of potential. What you really need to do is even just ignore domain, just ignore realestate.com. Find the suburb. Find your top three suburbs. Don't limit yourself to Melbourne. Don't limit yourself if you live in Sydney to Sydney. Don't limit yourself to if you live in Brisbane to Brisbane. Okay, I, I can't stress this enough. The suburb is what makes you money. The suburb is what will get you out of the rat race. It's not the property. Okay, so property investing in one sense in a buy and hold strategy can, also, can actually be better termed as suburb investing. Alright, so not property investing, but suburb investing. And I'm just seeing so many people on the calls that I'm having, they're saying, oh yeah, look, I'm doing research. Um, Want to get into the market, I'm doing research. Then I ask, well, what are you doing? What's the kind of research that you're doing? Oh, you know, just um, uh, just going on different Facebook groups, listening to different podcasts, soaking knowledge, um, just going on realestate.com, getting a sense of what the prices are. You know, if prices uh, haven't moved that much already, then I might might think about buying there because that means that prices can increase. Guys, that's really, you know, really not the way to invest in property. Yes, absorb knowledge from everywhere that you can get it, but generic knowledge, general statements like Melbourne's going to do well, or general statements like, oh, there's a new university going in northern Brisbane, buy anywhere around that's going to do well. Those general statements are not going to make you an advanced property investor. Those general statements are the reason that more than 70, 80% of property investors are stuck at one property. 
because they don't get to the second one because they haven't created equity, they haven't created cash flow. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with being a sponge and um, going on different forums, property chat's a great one, different podcasts, groups like you know this one as well. But at the end of the day, those generic statements don't help. You can have 10 suburbs close to each other and eight of them might not do very well at all and two of them might do incredibly well over the next, let's say, five years. You're trying to find those two, okay? On the macro scale, you're trying to go from 15,000 suburbs to your top two or three. That's suburb investing, that's property investing, and that's what will really get you out of the rat So should you use a buyer's agent or like some property investment company? In this part of the episode, we'll talk about, you know, how to find someone who's actually trustworthy. Trust is a huge, huge issue in the property industry. Here's how to actually find someone that will sincerely help you. Here we go. Trust is a huge issue in the, in the property industry. Um, a lot of new investors... Well, people who have never invested in property before or even those that have but are looking to accelerate their journey, you know, they get, um, they look around and there's, you know, so many experts, um, so many advisors, so many property consultants, so many property coaches, um, so many people selling their own stock, so many people acting as marketing consultants, um, selling for a developer and getting a kickback. Um, so that's, that's a reason that property professionals, um, they get a bit of a bad rap, you know, so I've seen so many investors that, you know, have the funds, have the borrowing uh, capacity, um, really want to get into the property market, um, you know, it's, it's sincerely their desire to, to advance their wealth through that mechanism. Um, but they've had bad experiences with, you know, property experts, and they've had bad experiences with people not being completely transparent with them, you know, for example, I had a, um, I had a client, I was working with someone uh, two months ago, and he already had three properties. So I said to him, look, I don't know if, if we should be working together, you already have three properties, you know, so you're already doing pretty well. Um, and he was saying, well, all of those three properties were bought off the plan, and I was sold them by um, a property consultant, a coach, but really, that person just sold me some stock that a developer was trying to offload. And then he got those three properties that were off the plan. I think one was a unit and two were houses. Um, tried to get them valued upon settlement and they missed the valuation by about $60,000. This was only two months ago, right? Um, so the, the point is that these sorts of people then lose heart in property industry. They lose heart in their advancement of their wealth through property and it's really bad to see um, so trust is a huge huge issue so how do we get over that right um, if you're a new investor or if you're someone that's looking to buy um, your next property how do you get over this issue of trust really it's it's a two-step process okay so whenever you approach someone to work with them because you know they're doing good marketing or whatever the case may be ask them these two questions a what have you achieved, right? If they've actually achieved something in property, not by marketing their property business, but by actually achieving something in property themselves, 
then that's the hallmark of success. So ask them, very simple question, what's your net equity in your portfolio? And or what passive income are you generating in your portfolio? And if they haven't demonstrated um, the level of success that, that you're aspiring to, then, then maybe that person's not right for you. Of course, you know, you can get help from anyone, you know, um, you can try to find lessons in ev everything in life, but don't pay that person money if they haven't achieved what you're trying to achieve, okay? Um, and the second question or the second way to understand whether you can trust someone truly is, is just to ask them a whole bunch of questions. Really, that, that, that's all it comes down to and see, ascertain um, their sophistication and their answers, right? So if, if you're asking them, how do I build a portfolio? And all they are saying is, well, you buy one property and you wait for it to go up and then you buy another property and you wait for it to go up, then that level of sophistication probably signals that they're not entirely expert at what they do, right? So don't be paralyzed by this fear that people are going to take advantage of you. Um, not everyone is out there to get to, to do that. Some people may be. Um, and that's why a lot of people, a lot of businesses in the property industry, buyers, agents, coaches, etc., etc., get a bad rap. Um, ask these two questions, and that way you can overcome your fear of being manipulated, overcome your fear of being sold to, um, and in that way you can actually progress your property journey. You can do property yourself, um, but my recommendation is, and, and what I did myself, was have someone hold your hand. And when you do that, yes, yes, it costs money, um, whether it's a buyer's agent or a course or whatever it may be. If someone holds your hand, you will cut off years of time um, in achieving that, that passive income and the net wealth goal that you're trying to get. Um, but don't just give your money to anyone. Be very careful. You have to trust them, okay? And you, you understand if you can trust them by those two questions. What have you achieved? And the second one, how sophisticated are their answers when you're asking them a whole bunch of questions? So hopefully, guys, you got a ton of value. And thank you so much for leaving your reviews on iTunes and Spotify. I really deeply appreciate it. Here's one I got uh, recently from Venu. He's saying, I've been following PK for a while now and find his content very informative and valuable. In my case, it did change my outlook in investing in property. Highly recommended for people who are looking for investing in property. And here's another one. The podcast series is simply amazing. It exactly delivers what it promises. It teaches free strategies and market insights. It provides essential tactics on buying top 5% growth and high cash flow properties to grow a healthy portfolio. The content is easy to understand and what PK says makes sense. Thank you so much, guys, for your reviews. I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, just thank you for lending me your ear. I'll see you next week. See ya.